This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. And hello to all the ladies who came out to last weekend's retreat at Marion I had a good time. Hope you did too. Two more retreats are scheduled for this summer, July and August. Get details at Casey.co. I mentioned at the retreat that my life changed at one of my own retreats <laughs> when I took a core values test with one of my speakers. And then I aligned my life to those words in my soul. Simplicity, quiet, beauty. What if you wrote down your core values and only fed the relationships that resonated with them? Rick Sapio says your life would change quickly. He wrote a book with Ivan Meisner of BNI. It helps you keep track of who gets real estate in your head. Rick Sapio wrote, Who's in your room? The subtitle is The Secret to Creating Your Best Life. And what we've determined is you are the product of the people you spend the most time with. So get out the people that don't align and bring in the powerful people that align with your values. Okay. Rick Sapio, The Secret to Creating Your Best Life. So it's true. We are the product. There was a ratio at one time. You're, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, something like that, right? Yeah. So we're about creating your best life. And the only way to create your best life is to surround yourself with the best people. And we often fall victim to that. We don't think we have control. But what about when we don't have control? What about if you are trapped in the office with people who are not of your ilk? How do you rise above that? We tell people a very simple exercise I've been using for 30 years, and that is to sit down by yourself, write down the values of the perfect people that you want to surround yourself with, and only feed those relationships. And it's like magic. The people will repel you that don't align with your values as long as you're clear on what you stand for. Who's in your room? So how many values do I get to choose? I would say that you have seven. So when you were born, you actually have, we believe that values are embedded in a person's character, but you have to do the work to kind of peel away all the nonsense to figure out what your values are and then live a life that way. That's why you kind of have resonance. You ever meet somebody for the first time and you're like, I love this person. Yeah. You love that person because they align with your values, whether you have those values stated or not. There's dissonance and there's resonance. And here's what happens. There's a lot of people that we can't stand. But what do we do? We keep them around because we don't realize what's happening. Resonance is when things align together. If you have two pianos sitting next to each other and you hit a chord on one piano, miraculously the other piano plays the same chord, a little bit quieter. It's the same way with human beings. When you find somebody that aligns with you, you're going to re- be resonant. But what happens is we have dissonant relationships. I had a horrible relationship with my Italian mother. Horrible. Mm-hmm. 
and it lasted my entire life. And when I was 40, I finally said, Mom, here's the bottom line. I'm going to call you every Sunday at 10 a.m. But the minute you say something nasty or negative, I'm hanging up the phone. It took me three months of calling her and hanging up the phone for me to train her to be resonant with me. And the last seven years of her life was the only time I had a normal relationship with my mother. Wow. We're talking to Rick Sapio. The book is Who's in Your Room? The Secret to Creating Your Best Life. Even with your mom, you were able to do this. All right, let me tell you if I'm if I'm doing it right. The other day, a girlfriend texted me and she texted me something negative about her husband. And I wrote back and I said, I wonder who you would be without constantly bringing that up. Is that training people? Am I on the right path? That's the beginning of it. But what I did personally is I wrote down a list of values about 30 years ago that I want to live my life by. And imagine, Casey, if from this point forward in your life, every decision that you made for who and what gets into your life was completely in alignment with your values. Every single decision compounded one after the other. Your life would magically transform and it would happen very quickly. So that's kind of the beginning of it, but I would say this is a toxic person to begin with. And you need to find people that are way more resonant than that. All right. Does this mean that you that you walk away from some friends or partnerships or relationships? Absolutely. I've walked away from family members. If people want to push toxicity out, you have a choice to make. Do I allow that toxicity in my life? Because every time you call that person that's toxic, what you're voting for is, I want you in my life. I have to tell you an amazing story that's so transformative. I've had people call me up crying just from this very simple two-minute story or less. A woman calls me four years ago, a very close friend, and she says, I'm at wit's end. I don't know what to do. My 16-year-old daughter is the oldest uh, child I have. have. She had four daughters. For two years, she's been dating an older drug addict who's been robbing our home, taking my daughter away for weeks at a time. She's hooked on drugs. The family is absolutely destroyed. Mm. We don't know what to do. We've tried counseling. We've sent her to rehab. We're going out of our minds. And I said, teach her values-based decision-making and the doorman principle. She's like, what's that? Sit down with your daughter and ask her what values she wants to live by for the rest of her life. She goes, well, if she, if she listens to me, I'll try it. And then create an imaginary doorman that only lets people into the room of your life that aligns with those values. So about two months later, this girl called me back hysterically crying. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? She said, you're not going to believe it. I sat down with my daughter. I told her this uh, thing that you mentioned, and I asked her what values she wants to live by in the future. And she said, love, honor, respect, loyalty, marriage, motherhood. Like, I couldn't even believe these words were coming out of her mouth. Mm And about two weeks after that happened, my daughter comes to breakfast. I'm sitting here with my husband, and she says, I just want you to know I broke up with Trevor. And, and the woman says to me, we were in absolute shock. I didn't even want to say anything. Yeah. And she said, he didn't align with my values. Mm, mm, mm. Rick Sapio, that is amazing. I know I got chills, and I'm sure other people do too. But this is something we should be taught probably in elementary school that we have a choice of what we can bring in. And I love this idea of who's in your room and putting a doorman out there who only lets in people who have the same values as you do, value-based decision-making. But I could see, too, especially young people, they may have some lonely time. They might have some lonely time. (laughs) Is that what you said, Yeah, while they're waiting for the people who line up to come in. You ever hear the quote, when when you're crystal clear about what you want, providence moves? 
the universe is waiting for people to make decisive steps in their life. And if I say from this point forward in my life, the only people I want in my life are engaging, positive, healthy, etc., who focus on family, who focus on business success, whatever it is that you describe and you make it clear, unbelievably, the next moment in your life is different. Okay. All right. So we start with determining our own values. Does your book help us do that? The book walks you through an exercise. We also have a lot of downloadable materials that you can find, but the book is very basic. It's less than 100 pages. We've gotten amazing feedback all over the world, actually, because uh, Ivan did a tour in Asia recently about how this very simple 100-page book can transform a life, just like it transformed that girl's life. Right. So it's your business life, it's your personal life, it's every aspect of your being. I'm going to ask you, what are some of your core values? My number one value, and everyone should have a number one that everything else falls after. And my number one value is simplicity. Oh my God, that's my number one value. (laughs) What's funny is my number two value is family. And people always ask me, you have four kids. I'm 55 years old. I have four little kids on my first marriage. My kids are four, six, eight, and 10. And I say to them, family is second. You know why? Because if I didn't embrace simplicity, I wouldn't have time to have family dinner with my kids every night. So simplicity is one, family is two, and creating value is three. What does that mean? I look for people that are always creating value, not sucking energy. So most, many people are parasitical in nature. I want value creators. So those are my top three. Wow, wow, wow. Mine are uh, simplicity, quiet, and beauty. Amen. I, I love it. I spend a lot of time in the woods with my dogs, um, but that's the life I want. And, and when I first took a, a core values test, we could only choose three words, and those three lifted off the page. Nothing else. It's like no other words existed. So I want to go back and add a, a few more, because you said I can, ha- I can, I can round yeah, this out seven. a little. I can have seven. All right. Very good. But Casey, I have a question for you. Yeah. How many people and things, people and things, this business to, are in your life right now that don't align with what you just said? <sighs> Maybe just a couple of people. Eliminate them today. You're so ruthless, Rick Sapio. <laughs> You're ruthless. <laughs> Birds of a feather flock together. So if you don't do the elimination, someone else will. Gotcha. Go Wait, on. I just have one more thing yeah, for you. Please. I, said, uh, I saw this New Year's resolution recently. It says, I'm making some big changes in my life. It was a bumper sticker. I'm making some big changes in my life. So if you don't hear from me, you're one of them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Where do we go for more information about who's in your room? Amazon.com. That's the easy way. Who's in your room? The secret to creating your best life. Rick Sapio, who's in your room? Just feed the relationships that serve your greatest good. That's a thought that could change your life. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for shining on today. Here's a guest that can change your view on death. Deborah Hanlon, the intuitive medium from the Center of Being, Knowing, Doing. She says, reframe everything and find the afterlife. There's an afterlife to every end. There's an afterlife to every moment. So death, we kind of stop our definition right there. We always say it's like the end, that's it. And we forget that there's an always an afterlife to death. There's always, and I'm not even speaking to the afterlife of the person who has physically passed. I know that exists as well. But I'm talking about the afterlife of every ending to everything in our lives. So an afterlife to a relationship that ends, an afterlife to the job that is 
is lost or changed, the afterlife to empty nesters. There's an afterlife to an every single end. And I feel so strongly that if we could really start to understand the concept of death as a continuum and see it as it moves forward, we will be better able to move forward with it. The afterlife to all beings goes back into like what I call the collective whole, the energetic field of which we're all a part all the time. And when we're in form, we're taking on just like a sliver of that total whole, that collective whole. When we pass, our body dies, that is ended, but the consciousness and that energy, that spirit within it returns to the collective whole and comes back through in another in another form. And that's physical death, but death in a in a larger viewpoint is so intriguing to me. As soon as you say the word death, I want people to notice, like, how do you feel about it? Instantly, I'm willing to bet that people have this feeling of dread or sadness or fear. It normally doesn't give a positive connotation. I really want people to look at that so that you can kind of lean into the experience of death as a important vehicle of transformation. It's part of a continuum and not the complete end. So how do you handle death? As a human, I will resist against certain things like everybody else. You know, if there's a job that ends, there's a resistance in our human self. Our perception of security is is threatened or so we think and feel. And so we have to feel that certain level of resistance and grief and fear and sadness. That's normal. That's that's part of our human experiences. However, there there has to be a change in mindset. Once you've experienced this death, whatever it is, there's an afterlife and you must start searching for that afterlife and seeing it as that. Otherwise, we get completely stuck on what was and we don't put ourselves into that continuum and therefore we get stuck, stagnant, you know, sad, depressed. We begin to think the world is unfair. I mean, our brain goes haywire after that and it's it's just a complete waste of energy. So on some level, you feel it. You have to feel it. I'm not telling anyone not to feel it and be like, oh, yay, death is fantastic. I'm definitely not telling anyone to do that. But then lean into it and realize, okay, what what does the afterlife mm. look like? So I'm, I'm beginning to grasp in some scenarios where this would be really helpful for uh, movement and growth if you were to say, well, I'm not mourning the death of the relationship. I'm in the afterlife phase of things now. Absolutely. It literally changes everything because you don't get stuck in what once was. You know, we can talk about when we were in kindergarten with great love and happiness and we talk about it, but it's not here right now. So that's going to bring us sadness because that's not here right now. So when we talk about presence and, and getting presence, present, the, the concept of an afterlife, what's coming next, the where I am right now and what's coming next is, is a critical shift in our minds for everything. Yeah. For everything, everything. I like that. I think it gives people a lot of room and space to be and not put too much pressure on themselves to acknowledge because, you know, breakups and jobs ending or, you know, any situation coming to an end. But what happens to us when we die? 
ooh, that's really when it gets juicy and good. And <laughs> when we pass, we are finally illuminated. I mean, we're finally reminded that we've been part of a system and connected to this totality of everything, that collective whole, the universe, God, spirit, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we, we recognize that. We're enlightened. We go, oh, my gosh. It's kind of like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, like it's been here all along. And, my gosh, when we pass, we realize, oh, this is what it was about. This, I'm really a piece of divinity. I never knew that. So it's, it's a complete reconnection to the whole. That's the other myth that everyone thinks that death is. It's a, they, everyone seems to think it's a disconnection from the whole, but it's the complete opposite. We get reconnected. We remember who our true nature is, what our true nature is, what is the true nature of every other human and being on the planet. We're completely connected. Being human, in my opinion, is hard because we have this, this illusion that we are so separate and disconnected and we feel we have to invent the wheel and, you know, we have all these shoulds and shoulds and should nots and none of that is the story whatsoever. And the faster we get that memo, the, the happier and, and at least more at peace we will all be. Yeah, so all these people cross over, the first thing they do is smack their head. Oh. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so you can communicate with people on the other side. Now, does everybody want to talk to you over there or just a couple of people? How does that work? I never think of it as do they want to talk to me. Um, I always think of it as the client I'm sitting with wanting to hear from them. They they absolutely want to connect and communicate, but, but not all of them. I mean, I have an aunt who, before she passed, in, in jest, or I thought what was in jest, said, you know, hey, don't try to contact me. I'm going to be in Aruba. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be so happy. Don't worry about me, and don't even try to connect with me because I don't want to be disturbed. And we laughed about this. Well, wouldn't you know it? I never hear from her. So. Wow. I have to believe that my Aunt Grace is, is in Aruba and just completely relaxing. So that's that's a literal interpretation, but some are not really very vocal, if you will, mm. on through the other side. I can't say that everyone's the same. They don't all communicate or make their consciousness known in the same way. That's what I, makes my job so hard sometimes, because I always say it's like starting a brand new job every single time I sit down with someone, because I have to learn how their people communicate and connect. Hmm. Here's a question. When you're getting a message from someone who's passed on, is that message real time or is it a message from another time that's just been waiting because that soul's already moved on to something else? That's a great question. I had to close my eyes to ask it. (laughs) I think I had to close my eyes to hear it. (laughs) Yeah, so you understood what I was saying, because I'm not sure if I could repeat it. (laughs) Yes, I believe I do. I'll answer it as to how I believe I heard it. There was some quantum physics in there. Exactly. This is is why my life makes so much sense as to why I was so intrigued in quantum physics at 11 years old. So... uh, Yes and no. Um, It is both of what you're speaking to. I have had messages literally in real time, like literally as we were sitting in the session, something was happening in this particular case that I'm thinking of that I bring up a lot. I was at someone's home and downstairs, someone in the family was doing something and the person coming through was talking about what they were doing. Mm. That's one of my all-time favorite stories because it proved to me like, whoa, 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 like this is real time. 
time. They are really here. So, yes, it's real time. And sometimes it is messages or they relay messages that needed to be given at some point in the past and didn't for whatever reason. They couldn't, either they couldn't emotionally, they couldn't physically. There's a million different reasons. So does that answer? Yes, yes. Yes. Because if we're in this energetic field that you speak of, that we're all a part of and that we're coming in and out of, Mm -hmm. I would think by the time somebody finds you when they say 14 years ago, you know, Aunt Tilly passed and I need to get a message and then you get a message from Aunt Tilly I would think that Aunt Tilly might have moved on to something else and she'd be harder to reach right now. (laughs) Right. It's more, though, that we've moved on um, in a degree, and I don't even mean emotionally, and, you know, you could take that anyway and what moving on means. So sometimes time does put distance in between the messages. This is going to sound silly, but this is when I became a real true believer in all of this because I'm very skeptical by nature. I'm very logical-minded. I love science. I love when science can explain something. That's how I'm wired. So the fact that I do what I do makes me laugh literally every day. But... So many times when they talk about real-time things, like, hey, we know that, you know, you're you're building a deck on your backyard and, and half of it collapsed last week, you know, and people are like, oh, my gosh, that really did happen. That amazes me. What amazes me also is, hey, in three months, you're going to be building a deck and half of it's going to collapse is also amazing because they don't only show us the past. They don't always only show us the present. They also can and, in fact, have shown things that are happening in the future. So they are above all time. And that's a concept people just, you know, your brain just can't comprehend. You know, us in life... It's like we're in traffic, right? And you are behind a huge Mack truck. So you can't really see what's coming down the pike. You don't know if this traffic is directly in front of that truck or if it's miles and miles ahead of you. That's like what it's like to be human. We can only see what's so close in front of us. The deceased or the consciousness of the deceased is like they're like an air traffic helicopter. And they're kind of looking over and they go, oh, okay, listen, about a mile down, there's been this accident. And in about four minutes, the tow truck's going to clean it off the road. The left lane is going to get to go. And you, you probably have about 14 more minutes sitting in traffic. That's what it's like. They're able to see down the pipe. Our time and their time, completely different. Completely different. You know, I was talking to your Aunt Grace in Aruba the other day, and she said that exactly. <laughs> And someone tell her I'd like a plane ticket to go visit her. (laughs) (laughs) Aunt Grace in Aruba, send a sign, would you please? (laughs) That's Deborah Hanlon from the Center of BeingKnowingDoing.com here in the Hudson Valley. Look her up. I want to tell you about next week's show. It's going to be very different than anything we've ever done before. You know I've mentioned from time to time that I have these healing circles for women. Women who have experienced trauma, violation. One of those women came to the first circle. And she sat right next to me on my right side, and she did not open her mouth once. She literally sat on her hands. She wasn't getting involved in any way. She had her left hand under her left thigh and her right hand under her right thigh, and that's just how she sat through the whole first circle. But then I I found her on Facebook after, and we became friends and started to chat a little bit. And she said, you know, if you do another circle, I think I'll tell my story. And she told her story at the next healing circle. And the story is remarkable. I would venture to guess it is unlike any story you have ever heard in your entire life about what this woman endured. 
So that woman is going to join us next week. She's the one and only guest, and she's going to share the story of her childhood and into her adulthood. I think the first 24 or 28 years of her life. If you know anyone who has suffered any kind of violation, please make sure they get the tape to next week's show. Okay? I just want to put that out there. It's something very, very different. Oh, and then she came to our uh, weekend retreat that we had last weekend, too. I can't wait for you to get to know this woman. And if you want to come to a retreat, we're planning two more in the summer, July and August. Get details at casey.co, K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. And our thought for the day goes back to our first guest, Rick Sapio, who wrote Who's in Your Room? Edmund Lee said this, Surround yourself with the dreamers and the doers, the believers and the thinkers, but most of all, surround yourself with those who see the greatness within you, even when you don't see it in yourself. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.